This is the CrossFit 845 Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dave, Kevin, and Turbo. How do you pronounce my last name? Go. I'll just say it really fast. Try again. <laughs> Wait, it's German. Is it, is it German? Yeah, it is. Oh, man. Yeah. That's why, because I had such a hard time in Germany, like, pronouncing anything. So. Yeah. So, so how do you pronounce it? Eisenstadt. Eisenstadt. Yeah. Okay. All right. And actually, a lot of people don't know this. We're on right now, by the way. Okay. In German, it means Iron City. Really? Huh. Eisenstadt. 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 Or city. Some some Germans say city of iron. City but of iron. either way, because stat means city. Um, now, next time I go, I'm going to have to keep an eye out for like any street names. Like, yeah. You never know. So, yeah. wait. For, uh, like first generation? Second? Yeah. So, I, I don't really know. Okay. Honestly. I... Never got into my family's what is that genealogy? Yeah. Um, talking talking to the mic a little more. Can you hear me? That's better. Can you hear you, me? Breathing? You're probably using <laughs> Kevin's mic, so it's I always have to turn it down. <laughs> Why does he? Uh, he is. is he on mic? Yeah, he's he's off the radar. He'll laugh and then blow out speakers. All right, try that. Okay. Can you? Oh, yeah. I can hear myself. Yeah. So now. get a little closer. Go ahead. Don't feel free. Mm. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Saturday Night Live. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. I'm so still trying to find my comfortable position. So I know. If you, if you guys do you want? Do you want this chair? Uh, this gives you kind of like a leaning sort of. Thing. Do you want that, or do you no, feel good upright? Good. All right. Upright. Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah. This is good. So everyone's probably wondering who the hell is this chick that's that Dave's talking to, <laughs> and where is everyone else? Where's everyone else? Um, all right. So guys, this is episode I want to say twenty three. Um, Turbo and Kevin have prior commitments today, and we didn't do a podcast last week, so I was like, I gotta, I gotta do one. I gotta do one, and we scheduled, we scheduled Viviana. Pod- Podaisky. Eisenstadt. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna tell her not to come in. Oh, thanks, Dave. So it's gonna be me and her today, just shooting the shit. I love it. So Viv. Yes. You. So describe what you do. <sighs> this is a good question. It's a question of the year. So I own a company called Everyday Lifters. And I am a sports photographer specializing in Olympic weightlifting, just to keep it short. So I document the sport. Okay, so I have a bunch of questions for you. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) So you, I know Viv through CrossFit. So Viv one day walked into the CrossFit 845 and she joined up and she was doing CrossFit for quite some time. Mm -hmm. So that's when we we became friends. And then um, we remained friends just through, just through the sport kind of, yeah. and then through weightlifting and just through mutual friends mm-hmm. as well. And now we kind of reach out to each other just for like business stuff yeah. or like I'll give her an alley-oop, she'll give me an alley-oop, like check this out, this is something you should look at or are you around, something like that. So take me through kind of your journey starting from the very beginning. Did you do anything? So what was your physical activity before say crossfit so (laughs) So, before i even knew you what were you doing so uh after i had my daughter i 
was weighing in at about 240 pounds after I had my daughter. Wow. I started running because I felt like I needed to do something to be able to keep up with my kids. Shit, to even carry the, like, to carry her. Like, I had trouble getting up the stairs, and it's like, this is not normal. So did running, did my first uh, small triathlon, and realized I was weak as shit. Like, I had no muscle tone, so Harold and Joe had recommended, say, hey, listen, you should try uh, CrossFit. You might like it. Uh, and then I did that for two years, almost yeah. two years, I think. Yeah, you did it for quite some time. Yeah, and then I fell in love with the barbell. Yep. Um, Jess had recommended Danny. Say, hey, listen, you should check out Danny. He's Danny a, Casey. Danny Casey yep. out New York uh, Weightlifting Academy in Thornwood. Uh, he specializes in Olympic weightlifting. I'm like, Olympic weight? What the fuck is this shit? Yeah. And like, I don't, you know, I knew the snatch and clean and jerk through CrossFit, right? So went to Danny and then that was it. I fell in love with the sport and that's where I've been since. That's cool. So right after you had your daughter, you yeah. went right into running. Yeah. Why did you choose running? Just because you felt like that was like, I want to get back in this shape. Were you in some sort of shape that you wanted to get back to before? No, pregnancy? I was never really like, okay. I mean, I, I would do like not knocking anyone who does Zumba because yeah. if you're getting up and doing and being active, then you're doing more than the exactly. person that's sitting. Love so, that. you know, I would do all sport here yep. and there but it was nothing consistent and i think with running because of how heavy i was i felt uncomfortable being in a gym so it was something okay. i could do alone that's interesting yeah and uh and i had uh goals so i literally could only run to the next mailbox so that was like day one run to my neighbor's na- mailbox come back that was it day two try the next mailbox and then before i knew it i was running 15 miles Wow. 18 miles so holy shit um that's uh, long yeah <laughs> wow so that's how i started because it, i could do it alone at my own time and uh i didn't feel embarrassed i yeah. guess in the sense yeah so you were so when you would go to those gyms you would just feel kind of self-conscious that just because of where you were at yeah and i also didn't have uh somebody watching me you know there's yeah. that level of like uh when you are either part of a gym and it's interesting that um with like working out alone because uh, i was just listening to a a weightlifting coach out in long island city he owns a gym called uh, jedi barbell but anyway he talked about like how before he started his gym with powerlifting and weightlifting he talked about how crossfit sort of brought this sort of community um that you don't normally see in gyms where people sure. are sort of working out yeah. alone uh so there's that accountability right Yep. that uh, I was sort of missing because if I was in the gym and I just decided to end my workout 15 minutes earlier, no one would know but me. Exactly. So I don't know. I, I felt like I needed that. I didn't have that internal motivation that I would I do now. So, so then you would run your 15 and 18 miles and then you decide to sign up for, a, you said a marathon? Uh, I did a half marathon, the Dutchess County. Yep. And then I did a triathlon, a longer triathlon than a half. So it's called Iron Girl. It's up in Syracuse. And that involves cycling as well, as well as swimming. swimming. Yes. Did you have any background in swimming or? Hell no. 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 I was legit like a few months prior. uh, There's a lake in Ridgefield, Connecticut where you pay 20 bucks and you can practice because I was terrified. It was in a lake. Like there there ain't no damn lines like in a pool to follow where you are. Can't see shit. No. And uh, I, so I would go there little by little and. Like I tell the lifeguard, listen, I don't know how to swim this lake. Just you, keep an eye. On just me. keep an eye on me. And they're like, oh, uh, I'm like, I paid my twenty dollars. You're gonna watch me. <laughs> so <laughs> that's great. And then I would practice. But what was interesting about that day is that I went and there were strong winds, 
and I didn't prepare for that. I didn't know how to swim in water that was choppy. Got it. Getting kicked in the face. Yeah. Like swallowing tons of water. Yeah. Wow. So I was legit and it was almost a mile swim. So about a half a mile in, I was like backstroking. I'm like, I'm just going to backstroke the rest. Did of you it. ever feel like you were panicking? Yes. And what happens? So how do you assess that and how do you get over there or through that? Um, so in a, I, I'm, I'm assuming it's all triathlon. So there's people out in canoes. Like if you panic, you can like raise your hand or something. Yeah. You go okay. over to them. But the minute you touch the boat or they get you out, you're out you're for done. the race. You're done. Wow. So, um, I would just have to lay on my back, just take a deep breath. Like, no, I'm not drowning. Like I'm fine. And then just take my time because I, I wasn't there to win a medal. A medal. It was more for like, like accomplishment. Shit. Like, yeah. Like yeah. I've lost at that point. It was, 80 pounds. Like I've lost 80 pounds. This is what I wanted to do. I'm not going to stop now. I've trained all this time. Just take your time, Viv. Yeah. Did you have any insight on what to do with your nutrition at that time? No. The, I, I had joined Weight Watchers. Okay. So Weight Watchers is good. It was good for me when I was 240 pounds because it really, it taught me the very basics. Like yeah. don't eat a fucking brownie mm -hmm. for a breakfast. Yep. Right? Yep. Uh, but when you're an athlete or when you're training, it doesn't it's not sustainable. No. No. So it wasn't tailored to that sort of capacity that you're putting no. yourself through. No right. way. Interesting stuff. Mm -hmm. So then you do CrossFit for two years and then you fall in love with the barbell. Yeah. Talk about that transition. Oh, so, uh, so I went to Danny, uh, one summer and then that was sort of, I just ended up there. So something about the barbell and Olympic weightlifting is that you, you put, all this into a snatch and a clean and jerk. Yeah. And a lot of times you don't get things back. Yep. You know, you have a really shitty set <laughs> shut session and then somehow, I don't know, you manage to come back to do another training session. Like it's not forgiving. Yeah. Olympic weightlifting is not forgiving it. Um, yeah. It's a, it's very humbling at times. I love that. Yeah. And so you kept, so you would get frustrated in lifts because it's so unforgiving, but you would keep coming back for more and more. Why do you think that is? Because uh, I think, I don't know, weightlifters are crazy. <laughs> you, think <they're, laughs> you think they're stubborn? I think so. I think, um, I think there's a level of like, like Danny's coach, uh, his name is Mark Chasnov. So I don't know if you ever met Mark. I didn't uh, meet Mark yet. So Mark is uh, like almost like old school mentality mm -hmm. and... Really, I mean, I, I, I started Olympic weightlifting too late in life. That's the reality of it. So anyone can do it. Why do you say that? Uh, because I'm not going to go to nationals. Like, I, I'm not okay. going to perform at a level that's elite, right? Yeah. So I'm doing it to stay in shape. But I love being able to compete at local meets and yeah. things like that. Uh, but he I want to come back to that later, but go ahead. He said to me, um, just expect in weightlifting to have one out of every six sessions to be a good one. Mm. And you have to be okay with that because yeah. I used to get pissed. I mean, yeah. I still do, you know, like I yeah. end up cursing uh, because I like that challenge. Like shit, like I didn't do it today. I'm going to come back and do it tomorrow. And there's going to be, and I think that that sort of um, approach to staying healthy or, you know, doing mm -hmm. this has transferred into other areas of my life. So love that. Yeah. Yeah. I want to come back to that too. Put those in the notes. <laughs> do you want me to put yeah. the little notes? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> So being so frustrated, so you would go through sessions, so say five sessions where they weren't necessarily quote unquote successful. And then you have that one session that's really successful. How do you celebrate that success? Uh, I don't. 
You don't. No. So, so how do you, okay. So how do you, what comes after that? After you have a great session. So it's, it's more of like, what did I learn today? Yeah. Okay. So instead of like, um, and, and it may be not necessarily, you know, of course, cause if I PR my snatch, you know, I'm, I'm going to get excited, but, yeah. but also understand that like, I'm not going to go heavy tomorrow or the day after right. I have to like, this happened today. This is today. Yep. This is one lift. I have, you know, either the clean to do tomorrow or the jerk the following day. Yeah. So I take it as like, what did I learn today that I can apply for the next lift or the next training session? Do you ever forget the things that you learn? Absolutely. Oh, me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's like, you'll get a cue from, from a coach and, and then you'll be like that day it works. Right. Yeah. So that day yeah. it got you that lift and then you'll forget about it. Yeah. It's like, how do you remember that? There's oh, so shit. much to remember, and then right? With weightlifting, you never know because it could be like maybe you didn't sleep well, maybe it's something you ate. For me, it's traveling. <clears throat> like, I'm gonna go in Monday and not lift so well, but that's it is what it is. Because you've been traveling, yeah. Is your nutrition pretty good? Now? It's okay. Yeah, it's okay. It's it's all right. It could be better, but I think I'm still trying to find a balance. So I don't know if you know this, but I have a lot of I have some food allergies. Okay, which has made things a little difficult Tough, yeah. yeah uh and now i'm not eating meat so i'm trying that out yeah. <laughs> and uh i think the traveling is the worst part of it because mm-hmm. i'm out traveling so if i can cook things and stick them in my luggage i don't care if my you know my clothes smell like quinoa yeah. and spinach uh then i do so that's good mm-hmm. you said that you feel like you started olympic weightlifting too late yes okay so why do you think that again? Uh, because I I started, I guess, in my 30s. So there is there is a level of like, um, I'm not as fast as, let's say, if I started Olympic weightlifting when sure. I was 16, right? So there's um, there's limits, mobility. Mm-hmm. Um, but I recovery. think... Recovery. Recovery. Oh, Dave, yes. Yeah. That's a big one. It's a big one. Oh, shit. Yeah. Recovery. Yeah, I'm starting to feel it too. <laughs> And I always thought, you know, people would always say, the older you get, I'm like, no, it's good. It's you're, you're, yeah, no, yeah, bullshit. Yeah. And then uh, I'm starting to feel it now. Yeah. I'm definitely starting to feel it. But go ahead. So, and that's not a bad thing, you know, no, that I had started late uh, or late in the sense that like, I always wonder like, shit, like if I had started when I was like 10 or 11, I wonder what my numbers could be now. And or, you, and you see yourself a younger Viv, uh, you know, going to nationals or something like mm-hmm. that. Really? I w- that okay. would have been nice, yeah. I felt like, um, you know, and I don't know. I, I think weightlifting comes naturally to people. It doesn't come naturally to me. So who knows? Who knows if I had started weightlifting earlier, what it would have been like? So I'm kind of jumping ahead to, to sure. what I want to talk about later, but I feel like you're living vicariously through a younger Viv, through your photography. Mm. I feel like yeah. that you're capturing these incredible moments of like these, you know, 19-year-old kids you know, guys and girls that are lit, are younger Viv. Yes. And you capture that so well in that moment. I think that it's very appreciated, you know, amongst the sport of just, not just weightlifting, but CrossFit and, yeah. and photography in general. Uh, but I want to talk about that, about that later. Okay. So how many times do you train weightlifting? Are you ready? I'm ready. Three times a week. Okay. Three times a week. And sessions normally last... About two hours, two and a half. That's a long session. Yeah. Really long session. So people don't know this, I guess, with weightlifting or the way I think most coaches do this, but 
you know, you do your lifts, whatever it is that, you know, may, Danny may have me do pulls or yeah, take me through a day. Take me through a session. Okay. So, <laughs> uh, so I've been having some trouble with my snatches. I have a thing now where I go and snatch and then my knee touches the floor. It's like a, it's like a, the most fucking bizarre thing. So like you're going into a lunge. I no, I, I go to snatch my knee, my entire, just everything collapses my hip and my wow. knee touches bump. Like I can't control it. Oh my God. So Danny now, uh, with his programming, it's different because he knows for me as a weightlifter, like this is what I'm going through. I don't know what the fuck is going on with her knee, but let's, <laughs> let's try right. to figure it out. Yeah. So all of my sessions now start with drop snatches light just to, just for the, I guess for the body to remember, like sure. this is where I'm supposed to place my feet. Um, and then Monday snatch. You're starting the drop snatches with say, a PVC pipe, a light bar, what is it? So I work up to 15, 20, yeah, 25 kilos. Okay. Which is in pounds. In pounds for us shit. CrossFitters out there. Uh, like 55 pounds. Something, yeah, something, something like, like that. that. So, yeah. um, so that's what I do to warm up. That's pretty, to me, I think that's pretty heavy to warm up with. That's great. Yeah, yeah that's it is. awesome. That's yeah, I've gone strong. So, yeah. so, that's that, yeah. awesome. Well, dude. you would it's know. Great. I you know. Would know. I know. Yeah, that's why. I, like, I have a big smile on my face. Yeah, I know. I, you awesome. guys don't see it, but he, I could count all his teeth. He's yeah. good. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. So, uh, so after the drop snatches yeah. come. So Monday snatches. Okay. Uh, I train Wednesday. It's usually jerks. Yep. And then Friday cleans. All and right. And then soon after every so like. That's what I do Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And then after it's normally a pull and then another day like back squat, another day front squat, and then lots of accessory work. So accessory work is like all the, like all the little things that people hate to work yeah. on. Yeah. Um, How long do you think you spend on the, that accessory work? An hour? I would say so. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So half your time is dedicated to accessory work. Absolutely. That's pretty profound. Mm -hmm. That's a lot. Yeah. So that's what I do. That's great. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. And What's your a, favorite lift? Uh, probably jerks. Okay. Yeah. I think the jerks are my favorite. What about it? Just getting that thing overhead. Just I think so. Feeling. Yeah. Just feeling the weight. Yeah. On just my like chest. Land there. Yeah. That's awesome. And it's one that's um. I have a little bit more success in. Yeah. So if I know that I'm having sort of a shitty couple of days, I know I can come to the clean the the jerk and know that okay, maybe I'll have a better session today. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Um a lot of people here in CrossFit are scared of weightlifting. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Why? Well, I want you I want you to kind of Okay. kind of help these people out. Okay. I'm going to help you because, guys out. Because so you know, typically here at at 845 we we program some type of weightlifting on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And we see sometimes every now and then depends if there's a snatch that's programmed, the attendance will be a little bit lower. Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. So why do you think Cherry people pickers. are, that's mm. right. That's right. Viv knows you guys hear that <laughs> cherry pickers. <laughs> so why do you think that is? Why are people scared of it? Especially the female population. Um, I think there's a level of like, shit, I'm putting this weight over my head, mm -hmm. right? But once you do it, you're like, shit, I got this weight over my head. I yeah. can do it. Yeah. Um, and I kind of went back to say that like, that's why I love the sport so much because I've been able to apply it to other parts of my life. Yeah. Uh, I think it's made me mentally stronger. Yes. Um, I feel a little more sassier. I, don't I know love it. Uh, so 
I don't know. And, and also there's a, and this is more of a personal thing, mm-hmm. very personal. But, uh, when I was younger, I went through some weird trauma. Okay. Uh, and just to leave it that I was normally, if I walked into a room with men, yep, I would immediately feel intimidated, scared. Uh, the barbell has brought me some sort of strength in that. Awesome. So if I walk into a room with men, no, I no longer feel that. I feel strong. You own the room. Yeah, I own the room. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, we Episode 19, you remember Roisin? Yes. She shared an incredible story that was kind of like that. Yes. And uh, just her story right there, like sh- she impacted so many. She received so many messages after that. And it's like through health and wellness, it's kind of like saved her mm-hmm. almost. And it's made like similar to what you're saying right now, just being able to have the confidence and just be powerful. Yeah. I love that. Um, so then you were kind of, so this, this newfound confidence came when would you think? Um, when did you like realize like, I got this. Like in weightlifting in general or in just in the out, outside of the, the four walls of the gym. Outside of the four walls of the gym. Probably when I first competed. Yeah. Yeah. And when was that? Uh, I can't remember the year. It was Were you petrified? Were you shitting yourself when you're going into that competition? No, I wasn't. And I'll tell you why. Because at at Danny's gym, and, and it's probably it's very similar to also in, in CrossFit, right? So you when when you lift um at a weightlifting facility, the room is quiet. Yeah. Especially if you're about to go for your your best PR. Mm-hmm. Okay. People are watching you. Right. The room stops. Crazy. So I think that sort of prepared me for my first competition too, because I was comfortable being watched. Really? And yeah. So, you know, there's a, you're, you're sort of left up there vulnerable on this platform. People are watching you. Everyone's watching you in the room. Um, and it's quiet and it's quiet. You can hear yourself breathing. You know, you can hear the footsteps on the platform, you touching the bar, but you could hear everything. Everything just sort of just stands still for a minute. So walking from the back and up to, onto that stage, you feel like, it sounds like you feel fine with this. You yes. feel pretty good with this. Yeah, I mean, it's, I feel like most people would be pretty nervous for their first time, but you weren't. Um, I think I, I'm a flight, you know that, what's that saying? Flight or flight? Fight or flight. Fight or yeah. flight. I'm like if when I'm put into that situation, you're fighting always awesome. Yeah. 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 So, and I don't know, I don't know if that's what's, you know, if the sport Olympic weightlifting is done for me. Um, I've also through everyday lifters, I've gotten to meet a lot of people that have told me how weightlifting in general has changed their lives. Um, people that have gone through depression, eating disorders, a slew, uh, and how something about picking up the barbell, something heavy, because you can physically see it, you know, how strong you are. You see the barbell loaded, yeah. that it's helped them in their life in some sort of way. That's what I found. Well, that's what I feel like my, my life's mission is. And it's just to see people, you know, changing their lives every single day and hearing the stories like you. That's kind of why I wanted to bring you on here okay. because you do the same thing and you experience it in a different way. Yeah. You're not a coach. No. You know? But you, again, you live vicariously through photography, mm-hmm. through these athletes, and you write about it too. You don't just take pictures. You go through your experience too, and, and you kind of 
you know, you storyboard every single thing. It's awesome. Thanks. It's kind of like a mini movie. Yeah, I guess to document the yeah. weightlifting. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot that people don't know about it still. All right. So it's a good segue into okay. everyday lifters. All right. <laughs> How did this start? So um, I was at a point in my career that I was really unhappy. What was your career? I was a teacher okay. for 12 years. And I was like a closet photographer. I, you know, I, I, I did it for a long time. I didn't tell anybody. I think I even, I think it might maybe like, what was the competition you guys did with, um, what's the one in New Windsor? Uh, uh Bros and Does. Yeah. Yeah. I brought my camera out, just a couple shots. I remember that. Yes. So. You're in the corner, like over someone's yeah, shoulder like, like this. Don't watch me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to see here. <laughs> Nothing to see here. So, uh. So I was, so going back to, cause we were talking about this, like taking care of ourselves, our body, mm -hmm. I think mental health too mm -hmm. is a big one. So I was going through a lot of stress at work. So my husband said, Viv, why don't you go back to your, you know, just kind of dust off your camera, start taking pictures again. And at the time I had, you know, I'd started weightlifting about mm -hmm. a year into it. I started taking pictures at the gym yep. here and there. I'm like, fuck, this is, this is fun. You love like, it. I love it. Love it. And what I was finding from what people were telling me is that I was sort of like capturing things and weightlifting that's not normally seen mm -hmm. unless you're in the back room in the warm up area. Right. And then fast forward lifting life. Uh, they are, it's a team of photographers. One of the people on there saw my work saying, Hey, listen, why don't you come out to USAW events? We want you on our team. Where did they see it? On Instagram. Perfect. Yep. Love it. So, uh, they saw it on Instagram, went out, uh, started shooting for them and then I've been with them ever since. So that was your first like gig? Yeah. Really? Yeah. So that allowed you or gave you access to be part of the media team mm -hmm. as far as when it goes for those meets, right? Yes. So Viv, I'm on the media team. You wear the whole lifting life shirt, the necklace with the, the lanyard. Yeah, 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 yeah. All yeah, that. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Mm -hmm. So when was that? That started in, I think I shot like maybe one session in the 2016 American Open. And then soon after that, any that I could make to, I went. That's great. So, and then the best part. Yes. Oh, the best part. Yes, yes, yes. So, uh, when I, because it picked up, it picked up pretty quickly, you know? Yeah, and definitely did. You, one, <laughs> you have blown up. <laughs> it's an honor to have you here. Oh, Dave, it's thank awesome. you. Stop. So, well, thank you for inviting me. Of course. Um, so when it's, I start when I started it, somebody said to me like, "Oh, maybe you'll go to Worlds and shoot it." But like they were being an asshole about it. Like you're never gonna fucking go to Worlds. I'm like, all right. That's what you thought. Yeah. Oh. No, this person meant it like that. Like. Like no, you're you're never gonna make no, it. No, that shouldn't. Oh happen. my god, that would fire like, me up. Yeah, yeah. Do you hear me? Just in case you listen to the <laughs> podcast, I ain't gonna call you out by name, but. Um, Look at me now. Yeah, yeah. That's so, awesome. uh, lifting life. Uh, was like, hey, listen, we have this opportunity to go cover worlds. <gasps> they want you what? there. And so it was me and a few other photographers. So myself and Linda, two female mm -hmm. photographers, which is, I, awesome. I think is huge. It's awesome. We got to cover the warm up area, which is a big, like, it's a big deal. Whoa. Okay. Because you don't normally because get to see what goes on in the warm up area. This is like the athlete's time to focus on themselves, no yeah. distractions. Yeah. I don't want anyone else in there. I just want the coach in there yeah. and that's it. Yeah. These are the there. best of the best. So anyone yeah. who doesn't know the sport, this is the best of the best in the world Yep. competing for the title. Yep. Yeah. And where was this? This It happened in California, Anaheim, California this okay. year or last year. This year it's in Turkmenistan. And you're going? Yes. Oh, man. man <laughs> you are awesome. So That's great. 
Um, so when you capture these athletes, yes. what are you looking for? Um, are these secrets that we're giving away right now? No, I, I don't, don't want anyone you know. to. No, I don't. You People can. Listen, the more people, people that can, can cover the sport. <laughs> <laughs> I like that little neck. Yeah. Thing. yeah that, that kind of look like me. That's yeah. <laughs> uh, it's what do you look for? The eyes. Okay. Uh, so it's um, through local meets and stuff. I've been, I've been really good at finding out who will probably miss some of their lifts who is nervous, who's confident. I read the body language. Mm-hmm. Uh, so before, I, especially with Worlds, because it's such a you know prestigious event, yeah. uh, I kind of scan the room. I look at the interaction between the coach, the weightlifter. You know Lydia Valen? Yep. Okay, so Lydia, the Spanish weightlifter, yep. you knew she didn't want to be covered in any way. Like, ESPN, like it had my face, like, you know, she just, she was there to win and she did. But what she did was she barricaded herself with chairs. Interesting. And had her back to the warm up area. Okay. She didn't want anyone looking at her. So then I knew, okay, just stay out of her face because yeah. she's going to, you know, push press you. So, yeah. <laughs> so that's what I do. I read people. I read the room a little bit. Were you able to shoot her? A little bit. Yeah. On the platform, on the um, on the side of the platform, coming off, and then a little bit in the warm up area. So, but your main gig was the warm up area. Yes. Did you get any of the shots of her barricaded by chairs? Yes. Did you show it to her? Uh, I tagged her in it, but I don't know if she actually saw it. Where is she from? She's from Spain. Lydia Valentine, right? <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, who was your most interesting person? to capture oh it's a tough one probably max lang okay for so he's out of juggernaut no he is a german weightlifter okay uh who's the guy with the the longish hair that comes over his eyes from juggernaut um burns yes yes so he's not with them anymore okay uh but he used to be yep just kidding he's everyone. a good one too just kidding yeah everyone. <laughs> just kidding just yeah kidding. <laughs> so max Burns, you said, right? Max Lang. Max Lang. Yeah. Okay. And where's he from? He's from Germany. Awesome. So tell, me him. So tell me about him. Tell me about this guy. I'm melting my chair. <laughs> Are you? <laughs> yeah. yeah? Um, he's the real deal. He's... Uh, For everyone who's who doesn't know who this is, why is he the real deal? So Max Lang, um, I came across him because Danny actually had said to me, you're having trouble in your snatches. I want you to start watching some, <laughs> some of his videos. Yeah. That's what it came down to. Technically, such a like, sound uh, weightlifter. Maybe not necessarily like where he's lifting the heaviest. Um, and he was sort of like one of the first ones that you can sort of see his personality mm-hmm. through social media because a lot with these, it's starting it's starting to become more popular now, Instagram. Right. But with a lot of these federations, they're very quiet. You know, they don't want anyone knowing how they train um, sure. and things like that. So Max Lang's, I, I felt like was one of the first ones. And here in the US, it's different. You know, you see Maddie Rogers for everything yeah. that she is. You right. see... But in in um, in Europe, it's it's a little it's different. different. Um, so Max Lang was one of the first ones, and and he was like one of the few that like if I'd message him as a fan, he'd message back. Really? Yeah, yeah. Wow. And then before I knew it, like I made a little short video, like being a big fan of Max. Fan girl, you're fan total fan girl. He sent me a shirt from Germany. That's awesome. And then so that's why yeah. 
And you captured him? Yes. Where? Training hall in the warm-up area. At Worlds? At Worlds. That's exciting. Are you, are you, when you're, when you're holding that camera up to your eyes, are your hands shaking? Is your heart racing? Uh, or are you cool, calm? So prior, this is total nerd. I'm a like, total, this is uh, Max this Lang. Is, so with Max Lang, oh my God. So I'm like turning red. So with Max Lang, um, I, I wanted to meet him obviously. Okay. So I got off the plane. I told the story like to a million people, but <laughs> I got off the plane. Ryan, the CEO of Lifting Life, saying, hey, listen, Viv, I know you just got off, but you need to come to the training hall. People have already started going up. So, like, now I've been, like, I sweat. Like, I'm sure. sweating. I smell. Yeah. I walk in, and I see just German jackets. And I'm like, fuck, he's here. He's here. He's here. Okay, all right, just stay calm. Stay calm. Right. Don't, like, I go over to Linda, the other photographer. Linda goes, oh, my God, Max is here. And I'm like, I know, girl, but play it cool. Like, play it cool. I've done this before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I hear, hi, Viviana. No, get out of here. He waves. He waves. He knows in the who middle. you are? Yeah. I'm like this. Hi. <laughs> hi, hi. <laughs> like a total psycho. Like uh, uh, Tom Hanks in uh, Forrest Gump. He waves like this. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. that's great. Uh, so then do you go up to talk to him or are you just yeah. like, well, yeah, I'm here. What's in, up? <laughs> what's up? Oh, he's in the, so I can't, I don't. You don't he's want there to with his coaches yeah. and stuff. But at one point, he did say hello. I got to take a selfie with him and stuff like that. That's awesome. Uh, so now we're buddies now. So That's cool. Yeah. And you guys like, so do you guys talk? Uh, every if so you often. have questions for yeah, him? Yeah, I do. Or, I went to, so I went to, I just came back from Germany. Yeah. I went there to cover the uh, Meissen Cup. Okay. And he was there the whole time. Uh, Eric, who is his uh, sort of like, he's the like marketing I wrote this down because I didn't want to mess this up. So oh, he's yeah. a managing, managing director of German weightlifting. And that's, he really manages Max's social media account. So that you'd appreciate this. So yeah. when I first learned of Max, if you'd go and Google his name, oh, like a belt company in Texas would come up, not yeah. him. So Eric's job was really to kind of like make Max into a brand mm -hmm. in a way. Mm -hmm. And he was very successful at it. So Eric at Worlds say, hey, listen, in May we have the Meissen Cup. You should come. Okay. I'll be there. So I was. <laughs> and uh, so you, Danny, and... And Liz. All went out there. Yes. And did you guys tr get to train with them? No. We, okay. So Liz and Danny trained at a different Olympic weightlifting gym. Okay. I, I went there. I, it just, it, this was just wild. I went there to cover, to do what I do, but for the Meissen Cup, which was a, a huge privilege because this is this is uh, it's a prestigious event for the area. It's been around since 1971, so in a way, I felt like it was part of Ger like their history in it's, German and weightlifting. And it's all it's all German lifters. Yes. Awesome. No, no, no. It's, no, it's no, not. Okay. You're invited. So if Got you get it. invited, you go. Okay. Were there Ameri Were there Americans there? No. However. Ian Wilson was invited. Okay. He's, he's an American. Uh, couldn't do it because our nationals is next week. Got it. Um, I don't know if he's competing, but he, Eric did invite him to come out, but he couldn't make it. But in the future, that would be, I think that's sort of like Eric's goal, hopefully, to bring an American out to compete. Um, but what was really interesting is that I don't know how it happened, but Danny, Danny Casey, ended up commentating, uh, being one of the commentators for, <laughs> for the competition. For English? In English. Wow. So it just, it was just I like. I can see Danny being be like, 
Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, well, that's, all, that's, what happened. that's exactly what happened. He's like, you know, if you need a commentator, they're like, oh, okay, sure. And so he did it with, um, there's a German weightlifter out there. Her name is Sally. I hope I'm pronouncing her name correctly. But the two of them, they commentated. They just did it. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Um, and how is, how, how's your German? It's terrible. Yeah, nine. definitely. Nine. Nine. I think that means no. That means no, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so how was that? sort of kind of when you're out there was it was it was it a struggle to understand or know uh, what's in going the on? local yeah like local definitely. but at the meet uh so eric speaks english max speaks english yeah. so for the most part it was okay gregor from all things gym he yep. speaks english um cool dude by the way and uh but we survived it yeah all things gym gregor is the owner yes and he's german yes he's from berlin they ca- they capture a lot of um japanese lifters do they not yeah sometimes yeah, he's he's one person. I call him the ninja man. Because he's everywhere. He's one person that runs the company. He doesn't have a group or a team of photographers or videographers. It's just him. Uh, so That's incredible. Yeah. He, when he I, must hustle. Yeah. Yeah, wow. Yeah. He's an interesting dude. He's and it, and does he get invited to all the big events yeah. too? Mm-hmm. Wow. That is cool. Photography. So what about your style of photography? So you capture the eyes. Yeah. And then tell me about your lighting. The lighting. This is interesting because someone had, I was just having a conversation with this with someone. So I'll just take the mice and cup as for an example. So the stage was really well lit. Yeah. Uh, but there were some shots. So I try to look for reflections, mm-hmm. uh, you know, mirrors, even glass. Uh, I see where the lights are reflecting on the face. So I'll bring the contrast down and, and my camera yeah. to kind of make certain parts of the body white. And yeah. I'll know, I'll look at, you know, at a moment and I'll know, okay, this one's got to be black and white. I'll set the settings really quick, take the picture. You set the settings in your camera before in post, before you do in post, right? Uh, yeah. So okay. um, just for everyone who doesn't know what contrast is, is basically the difference between the light and the dark. Mm-hmm. Um, so then you take that picture. How many pictures do you think you delete? <laughs> So uh, from the Mice and Cup, which was only two sessions, I took a little over 4,000 pictures. And of the 4,000, I'll probably keep 1,200 maybe. Maybe. So you're talking, so, t- what is that, 25%-ish? Yeah, yeah. Wow. And you go through all of them? Yes, every single one. And you edit each one? Yes. How long does editing take you? 1,200 uh, pictures. Let's say um, almost a week, probably, almost two. Honestly, yeah. that's pretty quick. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> that is pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. really good. And then you offload those pictures to whatever company you're working for. Yeah. And then for athletes, do you send them to, hey, Max, I got this picture of you. Here you go. So with Max, because Eric sort of handles a lot of the Instagram stuff, I'll send it to Eric. Um, cool. Because athletes are busy. They train two or three times a week. Um, they're not really on social media. They usually have someone sort of helping them out with that. So I'll yeah. send it to them. Yeah. So they have like a social media manager. Yeah, most no of way. them, because they don't have time to do this. No, they don't want to either. No, they probably don't know what an Instagram story is. No, some some of them don't, and it's funny because like I think I don't know who it was recently that like a very well known weightlifter in I forget what country. He just like he's going to be big. He's going to be someone to watch out for. He's like, oh, I just opened my Instagram two weeks ago, and then like bam, had like seven hundred followers. He's like, I do not know what this is. <laughs> 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 That's awesome. Um, where do you want to travel? 
Where's the one country that you want to travel? I'm going to guess for you, though. But think about it. <sighs> Let me think. Country I'd love to travel to. Um, I'm going to say somewhere in the Middle East, but I could be wrong. You know, um, so there's two places. Yes. <laughs> uh, one is Spain. Okay. I think more because I know the language. <laughs> I know that the makes language. sense. That makes sense. Uh, and also to, uh, so Iran is uh, their female lifters are now allowed to compete for the first time in history. When so, did that? When did that happen? Just like a couple months ago. Like so female, so female lifters were not allowed to compete in the in the country of Spain. No, 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 in Iran. Oh, in Iran. Yeah. Oh, did you say so, Iran? I'm sorry. No, I didn't no, hear it's that. okay. Oh, no, cool. I said Iran's the second one. So, okay, gotcha. Uh, so in Saudi, I believe there's a couple others. So uh, anyway, so they're allowed to now compete, and uh, in history, Iran has brought. They've had some very successful male weightlifters, so I'm excited to see what the future of women weightlifting. And why weren't the women uh, allowed to compete? Do you know why? Uh, probably culturally. Okay. Like, yeah. yeah. Sure. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. So weightlifting has become pretty popular worldwide now, but more so in America. Yes. Because of? CrossFit. Really? Yeah. I would say so. I appreciate you saying that. No, it's the truth. Yeah. Yeah. When it comes to, you know, matching up Americans to mm -hmm. the rest of these countries, are we not even close to these guys? Not yet. Not yet. Yeah. What about a what about a kid like CJ Cummings? He's special, isn't he? Yeah, and Harrison, Harrison Morris. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So these yeah, these, these guys are special mm -hmm. though. And pound for pound, they're incredible. Yeah. Right? How old is CJ Cummings now? Uh, is he 20? No. Mm -hmm. I don't know his age. Okay. They're both young. Maybe 19. Really no, young. I don't know. Really young. Is he young. still in high school? I don't know. I'm not good with the facts. That's I'm okay. You don't need to be. <laughs> You've captured CJ Cummings? Yes. Where? Uh, at uh, Pan Am Trials, uh, American Open 2, and at Worlds. Okay. Yeah. And when it comes to, you know, world record, record lifting mm -hmm. what ha what constituted so it, it involves a weight class mm -hmm. right so how much you weigh yeah in kilos mm -hmm. right and then how much you can lift at that weight class and your yes your weight class and your age and so your age so okay. cj yep. you know at a, at a certain point when he was young he might have broken a junior world record right a world record right you know what i mean or yeah you know, along those lines. i don't know his exact numbers right, so, yeah. but um but that's why that's why he was sort of special because he was outlifting older men <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah okay yeah when these guys break these records yeah what type of celebration is there what happens after that bar hits the ground they're successful and that judge tells them good lift it depends so let's say a weightlifter um let's say it's the first attempt and they break a record either an american record national mm -hmm. uh, it's very rarely i mean they uh, they celebrate but often the coaches are like no because we have two more lifts in a yeah. snatch. You don't celebrate until after everything's done. Got it. Yeah. I was watching a video of Maddie Rogers actually yesterday because I was showing my class mm -hmm. uh, what a clean and jerk is in slow motion from yeah. hook rib. And you could see her coach going nuts. Yes. In, in the, the background. background. Yeah. Jumping up and down. Do you ever, you get, co you capture coaches as yes. well, right? And yeah. I've seen pictures of you doing that. Um, 
is that kind of blasphemous to, to other coaches, say from other countries? It when could you be. see this guy jumping up and down for their athlete, is that like, is that no good? I, I don't know if it's necessarily no good. I think it's a, again, it goes back to a cultural thing. So Olympic weightlifting is, is very different in Europe. Yeah. Um, you don't see that. Like I went to Canadian nationals and I thought that this was very bizarre. So like in Canadian nationals, people, there were a couple people sort of cheering in the audience and the coaches were telling them to be quiet. Really? Because you just don't do that. Okay. And, um, and I've always wondered like what, like European weightlifters have thought about the weightlifting here. And Max and Eric had said, um, which wasn't a bad thing, but the American Open 3, no, the final American Open, which was in December right after Worlds, they Max was blown away at how big the event was. He said it almost looks like a CrossFit event. Yeah. He goes, this is so mad. He was excited more because he saw so many people excited for the sport. That's awesome. Um, the sport there has is old in Europe. You know yeah. what I mean? So, you know, there's coaches that go to school, they get their doctorates in this. They, it's wow. Yeah. So, and there's a whole level of tradition too. That's sort of carry. Yep. Um, so he, as a younger weightlifter, he liked it. He appreciates yeah. it. But say these older guys say maybe these doctors who are so traditionally, you know, that's mm -hmm. how, how it is. It's kind of, you know, subdued almost compared to American style or American audiences yeah. where, you know, you may have an audience that gets really fired up when someone successfully lifts. Like, do they frown upon that or they do they adapt to like, all right, this is, you know, the, the sport is growing. The crowds are getting bigger. Yeah. So um, how do they? So at Worlds, it was a little different okay. because it's Worlds. Yeah. You know, so I guess it's you, just, real deal. Yeah, you just don't do that. But the, the way I try to compare it or try to explain it to people who may not know the sport that well is like you think about like let's say karate okay so you go into a, a dojo yep. is that it right and you take off your shoes mm -hmm. there's a whole thing of tradition and yep. no one ever really questions that you just do it because that's what it's like yep. and that's what olympic weightlifting is there's all these like unwritten rules to respect the sport it's an art form absolutely okay yeah it's an art form and when these these Goddamn Americans are. No. are no, no. <laughs> well, no, no, you know, when the Iranians were competing, that was out of control. Like they were screaming. They were, that was like, they were, that, that was like nuts. Um, really? There was a lot of like controversy. Over, this was at Worlds? This was at Worlds. Which and is, the Iranians were going Oh nuts. man, with their flags. Like they wanted the other ones to lose. It was crazy. Wow. So, you know, there's cheering. There's yeah. you know, the cheering, but it's, it's different than. No fights break out, right? Any fights? There's a pause. I have to think. I don't think so. All right. But well, if there is one, make sure you capture it. I will. Send it to me. I'll be all up in there <laughs> with the camera. Um, you know anything about doping? Or is that uh, something that you just do not want to know about? Um, so Netflix had like a documentary. Did you see? I forget what it was called. Icarus. Icarus. That's mm -hmm. it. Um, Very interesting. Yes. Very rarely do you. Is there a documentary that you find out shit as you're filming it? That's right. That's, That's crazy. Right. Yeah. Icarus, it's about uh, basically, you know, doping mm -hmm. a cyclist, mm -hmm. rather, right? A cyclist who does, what is it, the marathon? Is it a tour? A tour. A tour? tour? Yeah, I you know, before what it is. doping yeah. and then doping after. And then, like, the Russian coach comes out and basically says, like, yeah, everyone is doping. Everybody is doping. And it's like, dude, you just got this on film. Anyway, go ahead. So as a sports photographer, it, because 
kind of what I do is a little different. So like Gregor mm-hmm. and Nat, mm-hmm. they are very talented in, in terms of like knowing stats, knowing the things the in and outs of like who got busted for what. Yeah. I just don't. You separate yourself I separate. from that. Yeah. That's I, not your job. That's I try not your not business. To re- I don't research yeah. it because it doesn't help me and no. what I'm doing. You have a job to do. Yeah. So, that's got nothing to do with it. Yeah. And to them, that's they inform their followers. That's how they keep them informed, and they do a really good job at it. So if if I need to know something about a weightlifter, I actually go on their website. Like, oh, I think, you know, so and so posted yeah. X Y Z. I'll go on and look. Yeah. Okay. What's next for Viv? What's next for me? So I have a few secret projects I'm working on. Love it. And um, I'm branching out into more of a portrait photography. Okay. Cool. Yep. And uh, and of course. You know, worlds. Yeah. Hoping to go more international events. Yeah. So that's what I'm doing. That's awesome. Thanks. When you do portrait photography, who are you who are you shooting most? You're shooting babies? You're shooting adults? You're uh, shooting weddings? What do you do? So, what I love to do in the future is, uh, so I, I've been practicing on just anyone who's mm-hmm. like, hey, I'll, I'll hey, sit. I'll practice. Yeah. On come, you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so what I'd like to do is sort of bring that into weightlifting, get these coaches that you know very little about and get them in front of a camera. Wow. So, yeah. That's going to be a challenge for you, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, so that's what I'm hoping for. We'll see how it goes. That's cool because you're trying to break the mold almost because that's, again, that's almost taboo or or frowned upon or it's not not out there. Yeah. And as a female too, I never know. Mm Mm-hmm. It's just different. I'm, I'm a woman in a, a sport really dominated by men. You're an American woman too. An American woman, yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love the challenge. That's cool. Will you ever go back to teaching? Uh, maybe subbing. Okay. Maybe. There's a part of me that misses it. Uh, the helping, you know, like yeah. I love being able to teach children. I was very good at it, reading yeah. and writing. It's what I specialized in. But the politics of it, I just, it sort of, it killed the love for. What I used to do, yeah. How many kids do you have? I have two. And how old are they? Uh, they just turned seven and nine. Awesome. Yeah. Do they know what you do? Yes. Uh, maybe. Okay. They know I just came back from Germany. Yep. They knew that I photograph weightlifters. Uh, I don't think they understand the extent. Yeah. So. Have they ever seen you weightlift? Yes. And what do they think? Uh, they, um, they think I'm a strong mom. I love it. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Where can people find you? Where um, can people find your work? My work is on. Um, so if you Google everyday lifters, my website will come up. Mm-hmm. But it's, you know, everyday dash weightlifters. You know, you can find it. And then Instagram everyday uh, underscore lifters. Okay. Uh, so your website is everyday hyphen lifters dot com. Yeah, yes. Okay. And then your your Instagram is everyday underscore lifters. Dot okay. Com. Dot com, dot com, not dot com. Dot org. Insta- Instagram. <laughs> Instagram. <laughs> At. At. <laughs> and then anything else? Uh, and I have a separate website where I just, it, nothing is related to weightlifting. It's okay. just on Instagram, uh, vivianapodaisky.com. I do more of the regular photography there. Awesome. And then uh, I have an Instagram account, viviana.podaisky. <laughs> Talk to me about the separation between those two accounts. Mm. So you have more... So what do you do on your regular personal one? Um, my regular personal one. So that's interesting because I didn't, um, when Instagram first started, I think I had a picture of a tomato on there and that Good. was it. 
Good, just great. A tomato. That's great. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so what, was the, what was the caption? Uh, Here's a tomato. It's a half-eaten tomato. That was, I think that was. <laughs> I didn't understand it. And you yeah. know what? Honestly, Dave, and you know, I, I can say this, and you'll probably. I mean, I'll be curious to see what you think. Yeah. Because I, I wonder, like, with this other work that you do. Yeah if you get resistance, but like, I didn't understand it. Okay. Like, I don't need to put my shit up there. I don't understand this social media is so stupid, blah, 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 blah. As a business owner now, I get it. I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, I understand this now. I, yeah. I get this now. Yeah. So I had to sort of clean up my account entirely. And yep. so I took down anything that was like, like the half eaten tomato, it's archived, yep. right? Uh, and on there, I just kind of put the work that I do. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people don't, you know, even like whatever your political views are or if you only eat meat, like I know a lot of business owners who put that shit out there and then they'll just lose customers. Yeah. You know, and the thing about these days now is if you're authentic, you know, if you shine in your authenticity and you tell people and you just like you're doing on your stories and whatnot, that's what people want to see. They want to see who you really are, Mm -hmm. you know sans the political views or whatever or certain types of opinions like i know people who just like talk a a lot of shit honestly and then they start to lose customers Mm -hmm. and they wonder why they're losing those customers like you can't say that shit yeah listen take it easy for for a second (laughs) right um but as long as like people want to see what your world looks like every day no pun intended yeah uh, rather than just like shooting or taking video in my case or being like, you know, a gym owner. If like, you know, me flicking the, the right. stink bug. That's like a thing. Like- I started a thing. I didn't even mean to. <laughs> no, I, I have that. people like, I mean, like, like yourself. Go you ahead. had the ladybug one. Yeah. And I, sh- I was, yeah. So, okay. So Dave, tell us, because people that normally don't listen to the podcast, they're yeah. going to be listening. Right. So, so just a little backstory. So about. on my personal account, uh, these that, <laughs> I started this thing like my my house is infested with stink bugs. I don't know why. Okay. And I have a fun fact about stink bugs, by the way. I I like got so sick of it because they're everywhere. I was like, I'm gonna flick this one. I started to tape it or record it on my Instagram stories, and then it's turned into like this thing where people and and Viv sent me a video too of her carefully putting it outside, which <laughs> I appreciate. But people started flicking them themselves, no matter where they were. I kept getting messages like from that, and then one day. There was a ladybug there and I, and normally you would see my finger go into the frame and inflict the, the stink bug. But this time, because it was a ladybug, I pretend like I was about to flick it and then I pulled away and I didn't do it. I was screaming. It's a ladybug. I know. I, I received a lot of messages saying, thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much. I was for like, no, don't do it. So I didn't know this, yeah. but, and I learned it from Gina Matsukis that if you have like white walls, you can see like these little brown drips <gasps> on your wall. Don't even tell me what. Oh my God, Viv. It's stink bug poop. That's disgusting. It's disgusting. And you know, when I was, you know, in my early twenties, I always wondered what that was at my house, the house that I used to live at in Stormville. I never knew what it was. And I was wondering like, are my walls sweating? Like, is this pain or something? And Gina told me it is stink bug poop that runs down your walls and it stays there. It isn't that disgusting. You guys got to see a bitch face right now. Oh my God. So not only do they gross people out, they shit on your walls. They shit on your walls and <laughs> oh it runs man. down and it stays there. Cause I'm thinking about my office. That's, I have yeah. a couple like yeah. shit stains on the wall. Yeah. It's from stink bugs and it's when you're not looking. Those damn shitters. That's what Gina says. <laughs> 
That's and I so believe gross. It. Yeah, it's just it's disgusting. Huh, this is a good way to end it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. All right. Well, so this was awesome. Thanks. No, this was this was great. Yeah, this yeah. is your first podcast. Yes. I'm sure you're gonna have many more to come. I hope so. I we'll hope see. you do. But you covered it all, so I don't know. I think that's. I mean, but there's right. things that <laughs> you're gonna do like weightlifting podcast that there's going to be some stuff that I don't even know what you guys are talking about or who you're talking well, about. You laid the foundation now. So I appreciate that. Yeah. And, uh, this was you. good. Tyrell and Kevin missed out. They sure did. They missed out. <laughs> I think you were great though. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right, guys, go check her out. Uh, she's amazing. Her work is, you know, it speaks for herself to see her come so far in just a matter of two and a half, three years, maybe how two, long has it been? A little over two years. Yeah. It's it's really amazing to see it. It's thank awesome. Keep you. doing what you're doing. I am not planning on stopping. I love it. Yeah, thank you. Cool, man.